Cartridge blowers out there. This is N64 Life with myself, Cliff Foster, aka the amazing Cliff, on the old Twitter, your guide through the world's greatest computer game console of all time, the Nintendo 64. And we're here for another battle for Jinjos. And this is an exciting one. So, since I started doing this podcast, I have been badgered to do wrestling content because if you didn't know already, I do do another podcast, um, which is WRWR Pods, which is in a bit of hiatus at the moment. Toby, get well soon. But, you know, it was always one of those things that people always said to me, when is this wrestling podcast coming? And it is here today. But before we go into that, let's do the normal check-in. So it's technically... The beginning of the month so another payday which means that i use your lovely lovely sub money to go out and make the n64 cartridge collection even bigger and i purchased two games this month one of them was hexen so if you don't know hexen uh it is off of the doom engine and it's more of a fantasy you know with warriors and wizards and you know, it's, it's more of a fantasy setting. And I'm really looking forward to playing it. I haven't got around yet. I haven't had the time to do anything like that at the moment. But the other cartridge, and I literally just, just got it through the post. And that is Mystic Ninja. Um, it's been a game that's been requested several times on the podcast. And I've never completed it. So I can't wait to have my first run through on that. Um, I may even do it tonight or tomorrow night when you're listening to this on the uh, on the stream uh, over on Twitch. And if you aren't following me already on Twitch, go and do so. Because I tell you what, Misha and Matty Boo, you're both, you know, you're both sad. I get, you know, we keep going up and down and up and down. In fact, we've gone back down again. We're back to 75 more followers before I have to put myself through the hell of Superman 64. Um, So go and give us a follow. Go and make them happy. Go and make me extremely unhappy for our first. And it will be our first... I called it originally games on N64. It's a a bit basic. So now, when we do start that series, and when we do hit those those milestones, we will be doing a podcast on those games, as well as playing it through in its entirety. And that will be known as Project Reality Check. (laughs) <laughs> because as we know i love this console but sometimes i do need a bit of a reality check that it had some shocking games at times <laughs> it was good i think it was a lot better than the ratio of good to shocking than some other consoles however yeah sometimes i've got to remember there's some crap out there um so today as i said 
at the beginning of the podcast, we are into another battle for Jinjos, and it will see these two games battling off. WWF Attitude. And it's facing off a game that came out three months after its launch. WWF WrestleMania 2000. This is the end of the era with WWF's uh, long, long standing uh, relationship with Acclaim um, and moving on to THQ, taking THQ away from their big rivals. So I'm ready, you're ready, let's do this. So here we go. It's another battle for Jinjos, and I'm here to explain the rules at the beginning because this could be your first ever time listening to a battle for Jinjos. So I'm here to explain the rules. But if you if you love this, there's plenty of other battle for Jinjos out there. If you are into Mario Kart versus Mario Kart 64 versus Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, hashtag justice for timber it's definitely timber tiger racing or if it's 1080 snowboarding versus tony hawk's pro skater 2 if it's uh f0x versus star wars episode one racer if it, it, i mean there's so much out there so much out there and it's great now that i've got a bit of a library going with these battle for jinjos so go back and give them a listen but the rules of this game you may already know this, but I'm going to go through it. There are five Jinjos to go and collect. Uh, first one is on Storyline. Obviously, Storyline might not be present sometimes, so we do sort of cross off characters and usable characters for certain other games as well where there isn't much of a Storyline present. Um, if we're then looking at the next Jinjo, it's on Gameplay. Then it's on sound and graphics. After that, it's on the critic score. What did IGN think of it? And then we come to the most important Jinjo of them all. The final Jinjo out there is what you guys thought. So if you're not part of the Twitter community already, go and give it a follow on the old Twitter at N64LifePodcast. Before the podcast go live, I always put a week-long poll out there for you guys to go and vote and go and give your opinion on these games so let's get into this wwf attitude released in europe on august 9th 1999 and just a couple weeks before in the us on july 31st 1999 no japanese release for this game so you know what i say towards the end when we come into units sold that's half the units straight away the amount of games you're gonna sell if you don't sell them in japan that's it you have half the units um Published by Acclaim, developed by Iguana. Um, this is a long-standing uh, relationship, as I said before in this podcast, between the WWF 
and Acclaim. Acclaim had been making their games for years and obviously Acclaim are very well known at this point for creating sports simulators with such games as NBA Jam being on the market since those 16-bit days, you know, only seven years prior. Um, They had grown a massive reputation, but there was another company on the horizon that were, were beating them, let's say, because... When we were going into the 64-bit generation, uh, Acclaim and Iguana created WWF Warzone. Now, Warzone was very loved. Uh, Don't get me wrong. People loved Warzone. But at the same time, THQ were producing the WCW World Tour and WCW, WCW versus NWO Revenge. And these games were revolutionary in the way of how they played and their game mechanics so you can see when attitude appeared that we'll go through this and expectations were high because it was a hyped game a stupidly hyped game and the reason behind that was the wrestlers that you had so in Warzone, you had about, and this is just off a of memory, I'm sorry, there's no, no notes to this. I believe it was about 10 wrestlers that you could choose, as well as a creator wrestler, which the creator wrestler was very unique, even though everyone, come on, admit it, you just created Scorpion and Sub-Zero. Um, it was very, very unique, though, um, for this sort of game. You know, usually you had to just play as who you had available you you couldn't create yourself into a game and it did start very much in this genre that creator wrestler being a very important side of things now obviously the wrestlers that you had to choose from you know we we both of these games because there's only three months between them there are very similar wrestlers on the roster so i'm not gonna sit here and list all of them because this game had over 30 WrestleMania 2000 had over 50. I'm not going to sit here and tell you every single wrestler, but you had the sort of normals of Stone Cold, Rocks, uh, Mankind, uh, Triple H, China, you know, X-Pac, because it was very much into that Attitude Era of the game. Um, And one wrestler on WWF Attitude that we're going to bring up first of all is a wrestler that you see when you actually start up the game. Now, this was the last game that Owen Hart would appear for the WWF. Now, obviously, he passed um, at Overtop uh, in May 1999, so a couple months before this game came out. And... You know, there has been, you know, not the best relationship, obviously, uh, between um, the Hart family or or at least uh, uh, Owen's wife um, and children and the WWF. Um, I I just wanted to sort of take this moment because Owen was a very important part of wrestling. And I've said this on other podcasts. I've said this on streams, but... You know, that moment of uh, Over the Top 1999 was very impactful on me. Um, So I I just want to, you know, give a little bit of a story of what I remember of that. Um, With Over the Top 1999, I uh, recorded it off of Sky because you didn't have to pay for the pay-per-view. It was just shown at one o'clock in the morning on Sky Sports and you could just record it straight off of there, set your VHS up, 
you know my long play vhs's that would store about free pay-per-views on when you used to have the long play on there um had it all queued up and woke up next morning and i had a orthodontics appointment and my mum sort of said to me who's owen hart like what what? who's owen hart he's one of the best technical wrestlers more likely border with some sort of spiel about you know being underbooked since his brother leaving um and she was like okay um do you want to watch the news I was like, a bit weird. And obviously it came up on the news in the UK about Owen's passing. Um, I went to my orthodontics appointment and I came back. And, um, you know, I think it was second match on the card. Uh, I've got his just off a of memory. I believe it was about second or third match on the card. Um, he was being the blue blazer. He did his whole um, promo. You know, he was facing off against uh, Godfather and it was almost like the the over the top good american versus the godfather with his hose you know it was it was a it was a build to it and eating your vitamins and drinking your milk very much taking the mickey out of that hulk hogan of yesteryear um and yeah it it cut to the uh the outside of the uh the audience and you know you can you can hear in um jr's voice and Jerry, the King Lawler's voice, especially because he he played a character all the way through being a color commentator, and it was really impactful. Like I, I remember sitting there, like tears streaming from my eyes, knowing what's happened, um, and it's sort of just not looking on the ring um, as they were loosely explaining what they could see, um, as well as you know later on in the night, um, it's uh, supposedly. Uh, this is how it happened. Um, if you watch Dark Side of the Ring, JR does say that uh, Kevin Dunn just pretty much turned around to him and said, look, Owen is dead. Um, we go live in three, two, and then he had to announce it to the world. Um, it, it, was, it was a very somber thing, but playing this game was almost like, I don't know, it was like almost like a final goodbye to Owen. So if you want to know how I played this game, I, I used to play as Owen Hart and I used to take him all the way to WWF Championship. I did that every time because it was the last chance we got to play as Owen. And also his great music. Like, there's a clip of it in the background now. But that music from that generation of Owen, what a theme tune. What a theme tune. Um, But... You know, let's let's move on because I just thought I'd address it because it was so impactful to my life in the world of wrestling, and I think this game as well. This is this is they decided to include Owen in this game, and it is one of those. I, I was sat there thinking about it. Was it right them including him in this game, or was it wrong? I think for his family, I think his family may well argue that it was wrong, and I totally understand that, I totally get that, but I think as a wrestling fan, it was quite nice to sort of, that last hurrah of Owen, and that's why WWF Attitude, no matter what I say about it today, and I will critique it, it, it does mean a hell of a lot to me because of that. Um, Let's go on though, let's move on, because we could, I could, I could do a whole podcast on Owen. I really could, and I did waffle down there, and I more likely will edit that down to about five minutes rather than the twenty that I've just waffled on for. Um, 
So you did have, um, you know, if, if you're looking at, you know, Owen in there, um, you did also have uh, new additions um, as well as Dr. Death. Um, you know, that's another, another story for another time. Uh, Dr. Death, Steve Williams, um, as well as Droz, another story for another time uh, featured in the games, as well as 30 uh, normal characters and 10 unlockable characters. Um, do you know what? We'll go through some of the unlockable characters. You, you had legends such as Jerry the King Lawler, which was quite nice. It was a nice touch. Sergeant Slaughter, Shawn Michaels, because Shawn Michaels was technically a legend at this point because he had lost his smile. Um, and then you had the inclusion of women wrestlers, which is lovely. It is that start in computer games of women being accepted as wrestlers. Um, we're not completely there yet. <laughs> we do go through some very rocky years, but we go through some really nice years in the years to come. But it includes the likes of China, Jacqueline, and Sable. So that was nice. It was, it was nice to see their inclusions. As well as you had... One of my favourite and most underrated wrestlers of all time. Like, of all time. And that's Takamichinoku. Takamichinoku was an amazing wrestler. Um, but because he was Oriental, Vince booked Orientals a certain way at that time. Could even argue he still does it today. Um, but no, uh, you also had Mark Merrow, um, who was... He was on his way out of the WWEF at this point. Um, he was uh, he was either out or just about to leave. Um, and then you had the the uh, the strangest stable, I would say, of that era of nineties uh, wrestling, which were the oddities. And there is only one oddity to appear in any wwf game uh it, as an oddity and that is kurgan in this game now i'll go into this in a minute when, when we talk about you know graphic sound how those characters look compared to their uh real life uh, real life people uh, it, uh, it, it was really disappointing with kurgan kurgan was a giant same as you know there were the obvious ones kane the undertaker but Everyone was the same height. So if you didn't know who Kurgan was, he's just some bloke in a tie-dye t-shirt. He could have easily been Dude Love. In, in, a, in a sense, he could have easily been Dude Love. Um, you've also got randomers in there as well, because you, you've got the trainer who is a game tester called Jello or Jeff Robinson. Now... Supposedly, I, I can't remember this. He appeared in Warzone as well. Um, now, obviously, sometimes I get myself over. Let's use wrestling talk. We're talking about wrestling. I get myself over. However, there's no bigger way of getting yourself over than putting yourself in the game. Um, and it doesn't just happen here. It also happens in ECW. Uh, Hardcore Revolution. Um, didn't know him off. I'm not playing it. Um, it <laughs> they include, I think it's three testers in that one. And also, you have possibly the creepiest sounding... Uh, the wrestler they've ever put into any game and that is head Sunday the dick doesn't pay to chew through the leather straps in the morning now if you didn't know who head was head was 
uh, it was a mannequin's head that Al Snow used to carry around with him and talk to him, and he was his friend. And the song definitely did not shout, everyone, what does everybody want? Head. Um, uh, it, was, it was a see-through body uh, with just hands, feet, and the head floating. But do you know what freaked me out the most about this? Was the voice. Now, the voice of Head sounded like um, Judge Doom in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was that squeaky, shrilly voice. Ah! <coughs> I am so big and muscular. Yeah, I've just had it in there. Well, I hope I have if I found it on YouTube. Um, <laughs> it was just, oh, it was horrible. Oh. Oh, it is not nice. It was not nice. And talking about what doesn't sound nice, and that's the commentary in this. So we've got the added extras of on commentary. We've got Jerry the King Lawler, which gets a bit confusing when Jerry the King Lawler's in the ring fighting, and he's uh, also on commentary. Um, but we've got the added extra of not Vince on commentary. Eh. No, not, not JR on commentary. Eh. We've got Shane O. Fing Mac. He's the most. I tell you what, I'm so glad. Maybe they used this as a test to see if Shane could go into commentary. I can't remember him ever being fully on commentary. This is where somebody does uh, remind me of another time. But, oh my god. It's cringy. It's nice that they've added commentary. Um, we've spoken about this before when we've spoken about um, uh, Knockout Kings uh, 2000. You know, we've the commentary. The commentary in that's nicer than this. This is obviously it's wrestling, so they're trying to drum it up, and we will go into it in sound and music. But you, you sorry, sound and music, uh, graphics and sound. But it it just oh, it falls flat. It falls so flat. But, as I said, what makes this game, or what made Warzone, was that creator wrestler. And they did. Do you know what? The improvements to the creator wrestler mode, I, I've got to take my hat off to them. They tried really hard with that creator wrestler option to boost it up and compete against THQ. You know, you, you could really, really, really uh, flesh out your wrestler your persona to the point of that they because they had recorded voices and we'll go on to that again uh, later on but you know you had the recorded voices and grunts of every wrestler so with your creator wrestler they gave you certain personas and aliases so you could choose like things like the governor or mad dog um or biohazard or bit of trivia for you is when i used to backyard wrestle i was known as t-bone t-bone comes from this game so i was known as t-bone and it comes from this game because i wanted to make sure that my wrestler had a um uh, a call sign um uh, when he was being called out unfortunately his voice was talking about steak all the time and meat but at the same time i took on that moniker of t-bone no joke no joke hugh uh, who occasionally appears on the streams he has those videos somewhere. Um, it was also nice that you could go into the personality of your wrestler, changing it from face to heel, fighting stance, theme and entrance, which, as I said, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll keep it in the bag. 
Um, you know, the creator wrestler in this was a massive step up from Warzone. But there was there was one game that had proven it with WCW that they were the kings of the creator wrestler. So let's go on to WrestleMania 2000. So the game came out in Europe on October 12th, 1999. And it came out in the US on October 31st, 1999. Which, ladies and gentlemen, means that for once, Europe got the game before the United States. Yay! But Japan beat us. <laughs> because this game had that all-important Japanese market. Because THQ had made Japanese exclusive wrestling games. Which, do you know what, ladies and gents? We're going to go on to in the future. So I'm going to leave it there. Um, I'm really built up a fan base over there. So this game was built for that Japanese market. And... It was made by THQ, um, so yeah, published by THQ, developed by AKI Corporation, which we might see coming back into prominence with their AEW game coming out in the next couple of years or so. Um, but it was working off of that really, 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 really important engine from WCW slash uh, NWO Revenge. Um, which is a game we'll definitely cover in the future. It, it is the best-selling wrestling game on this console with 2.5 million. Um, it's definitely something we'll be uh, visiting in the future. So don't worry, it's going to come. But I think if you, if you play those two games together, you can see the improvements that WrestleMania 2000 had against its predecessor. It had over 50 blimmin' wrestlers and a lot of those wrestlers included pretty much all excluding about three wrestlers uh from the wwf attitude games and in, in, it actually had jeff jevitt in the game even though he had already made the switch to wcw um it, it's it also includes backstage personnel because we had um you know a couple of like coach we're talking about the trainer uh in the um uh wwf attitude but this also included with uh wrestlemania 2000 included the likes of you know hayes and patterson and uh briscoe you know those, those sort of personalities that you would see on television um but they weren't technically wrestlers anymore obviously those three examples were wrestlers in the 80s and 70s but you know they weren't wrestlers anymore but it was lovely to see those sort of people get included um i think uh, also with the unlockable characters uh we'll, we'll go into them in a second but it, the last thing to say about that roster was the attitude included three female characters which was great it was a step forward but this game included almost a whole women's roster it's not quite there yet <laughs> we're not at the women's revolution yet and unfortunately we won't see it at the n64's lifespan well i don't know when we get to no mercy we will have a talk about that but at the same time it's making positive steps forward now the unlockable characters and this is going to be a part where i'm going to have a swig of coffee um, now 
people will know that there is a certain wrestler that I have loved, idolized, um, just everything about the wrestler char wrestling characters he's portrayed or him as an individual. He is my soul. And this game includes not only Mankind, but Cactus Jack and Dude Love. <laughs> Um, I just, <laughs> um, do you, <laughs> but I, I just genuinely love this. And I, I've got to admit, you know, we had the rumble where Mick came out, Mick Foley, if you didn't know what I was talking about already, um, Mick came out as all three incarnations of himself. That was one of my favorite moments of any rumble because Cactus Jack, especially, I mean, he's, when Cactus comes out, it gets real. Um, you know, uh, some of my favorite moments in WWF or WWE were when Cactus came out. So Edge versus um, Cactus at uh, WrestleMania. You had, obviously, the uh, Royal Rumble in 2000 uh, against Triple H. Still triggered to this day that Cactus did not win that match. Cactus should have won that match. He should have been cemented as one of the greatest wrestlers of all time in that match. I'm still not triggered by this. Yes, yes, Triple H got him over. But that's not the point. He should have bloody won. I'm still really annoyed by it. For me, the unlockables, we, we start off there because I have got the biggest grin on ever. Just thinking about dude love I, I mean dude loves inclusion in a game because with its next game of no mercy dude love was not included dude love wasn't there we got mick foley himself which was pretty much cactus jack in a different colored shirt why wwf why didn't you give us dude as well in no mercy Stop, look this isn't about no mercy this is about wrestlemania 2k oh, just so annoying um but it does include uh sean michaels as i said who lost his smile at the time um it also includes the inclusion of stephanie mcmahon uh jim ross randomly obviously as joey the king lawler he was a wrestler bit more understandable um as well as paul bearer um and it includes some random ones as well because it wouldn't be a wrestling game in the 90s without some really random characters being thrown in there. One was a crash test dummy. You, you know, just a crash test dummy. And one was a hoe. Yeah. God bless 90s television. As I said, full female roster, but we're not quite there yet. Um, and, and creator wrestler. Now, the creator wrestler option in this game I mean, if we're looking at any of the THQ games, the depth that you can go into. I mean, we're not just talking about choosing 12 or so uh, num uh, combinations that you can choose to do like 12 or so moves that you get in attitude. I mean, this is dissecting wrestling 
and really creating a i mean it's it's brilliant i i can't i can't you customize everything like absolutely everything um and it's just a bloody joy it is a joy um and yeah i i think that this was the first game that you know you you spent hours creating a wrestler spent hours what sort of wrestler will he be um and and the great thing was was because of the old wcw games and the old japanese games it meant that you could create some of those characters to come and play in the wwf um i i remember creating eddie guerrero for this game because eddie does appear in no mercy obviously but he he wasn't in this game um as well as a couple others like stevie richards yeah stevie richards um <laughs> or perry saturn that play you know when you had the radicals come over d malenko you know it was it was great to create those characters because as i said before is what brought me to wcw was that cruiserweight division that cruiserweight division which sometimes made me watch wcw um i think that it meant that you could create Goldberg versus Austin. You know, I, I think that was one of the matches I was crying out for when the takeover happened. Uh, we can go on to wrestling another time on uh, WRWR pods of what happened uh, after uh, Turner gave up WCW to Vince. Um, it, it, it's, it, But you can create these matches. That's the whole great thing about these computer games especially for this console now obviously there are arguments with other games for other consoles of what is the greatest wrestling game of all time i have my opinions but these sets of games with wc wrestlemania 2000 and w wwf no mercy i i mean they are the standouts now what made them stand out was that you introduced the titantron um, it was a huge part of this that introduced it. Um, you only got sort of clips from it. It was Debbie. It wasn't. It wasn't perfect. Obviously, we, we've spoken about this cartridge size thing plenty of times in the past. Um, but those entrances, you had Gangrel's entrance. Ah, oh, just I mean the gear that you had, your ring gear, but then you had your entrance gear as well. I mean. You know, let's let's go on to who's going to win this first Jinjo for characters and customization. I think that's the best way of putting it because uh, there's no real storyline to this. Um, it is going to have to go to WrestleMania 2000 because I, I think that it took those WCW games and me as a WWF fan. You know, with attitude, yes, it was a step up. Like I was so excited, I got attitude in september for my birthday and i was so excited so excited because of the expansion to the roster i didn't just have to play as the big boys anymore i could play as the oh well owen was in uh warzone but the x-packs or the the d-lo browns those mid-card uh heroes of the attitude era but at the same time for christmas i got wwf wrestlemania 2000 and then that christmas attitude was almost put into a drawer and almost never seen again um 
And there was a reason behind that. Let's go on to that reason. <laughs> Without giving away who's going to win the next Jinjo. Let's go into gameplay. So 1-0 to WrestleMania 2000. And we're going now into the second Jinjo. And that is gameplay. And by God, both of these games are absolutely stacked with it. So let's go into Attitude because Attitude really stepped up from Warzone at this element is that there were so many gameplay modes. Like you had one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you had the cage, you could change that to cage or hardcore matches as well. Um, you've got the uh, tag tornadoes, you've got the normal tag matches, you've got handicap where you could have one versus two or one versus three, you had lumberjack matches, you had gauntlet matches, you had tag team tag gauntlet matches, you had survivor series matches, you had battle rumble, sorry, royal rumbles, you had battle royales, you had uh, wars which were fatal four ways pretty much, you had stable matches which were four teams of four fighting off against against each other which is brilliant uh where we're going to wrestlemania in a minute you couldn't do that with wrestlemania 2000 um and then you had triple threat matches as well as triangle matches king of the rings and also what makes attitude stand out is that you could create your own pay-per-view now we'll go on to wrestlemania 2000 in a minute that did have its own cre uh, creator pay-per-view and it was better in ways but what made this awesome was that you could completely customize everything from the lights to what the ring the uh, the ring apron would look like you could really try and make this into your own pay-per-view which for me as I said, in September of 1999, I was so excited for this. I was so pumped for this. Um, it was it was such a lovely addition to it. Um, and and yeah, as I said, we when we come on to uh, WrestleMania 2000, it did have a creator pay per view, but it was better in other ways. Also, you had the career mode. Now, I love the career mode. As I've already stated, I used to. Just beat Owen, and I used to get Owen all the way up to being the champion. Um, and you used to be able to sink so much gameplay into this because you started off with house shows. You know, it's acknowledging house shows in this game. It, you start off at the house shows, and you work your way up all the way up to that WWF championship after winning the likes of the European Championship and the Intercontinental. And... For me, as a wrestling fan, you know, with Warzone, it was very arcadey. It was very Mortal Kombat that you would just battle off and get to the end. This felt like a wrestling game. And it was the first one that I ever played, being a WWF fan and not picking up WCW games, that felt like a wrestling game. Um, there is... We, we will come now into that... Not negative side, but really what made wrestlemania win win the well thq win this uh, contract off of a claim and that was how you battled so i was saying it was very mortal combat with how you progress through the career on warzone 
well, it was hella Mortal Kombat in the way of how you finished off moves. Now, the problem was, was it was button sequencing. Now, with it, obviously, you've got... We've, we've spoken about the controller before, yeah? With the controller, you know, it, it, if you were trying to do this off of the joystick, and if you achieved this off the joystick, well done, because it was very much a D-pad game. It was very much a D-pad game. And if you continuously punched or kicked which nine times out of ten if you did not uh if you did not bloody uh perform it correctly then you would perform a punch or kick then the crowd would start booing you absolutely ripping you to shreds um so it it was frustrating and it was annoying especially when you, you you're trying to go for a you know you, you need a big move to knock down that health bar and you're just not nailing it because as i alluded to there you get a health bar like you would in a fighting game um so there was no element of you know building up any form of heat or or cheer you 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 very much got the element of that it was a fighting game that you had to get it from start to finish and i think this is the hard line that wrestling games have always tread because Right, we're going we're gonna to break kayfabe. Yeah? Does it stay kayfabe that you are fighting? Or is it the basis of that we, it is a performance sport that we know? So it is, it's a hard line to press. I get that. I get that as a wrestling fan and somebody who actually works in very small part of the uh, wrestling world. You know, I'm very low-key. You know, I'm not huge. Um, but it, it, I, I get that, that it is a hard mixture of suspending disbelief and not treating people like idiots. And I think with this game, it went to simulation um, because there was no rhyme or reason of, you know, the amount of times you would knock someone out, you know, with a big move, and they'll get up straight away and perform every time a f***ing low blow. Like, if you haven't played this game, go back and play it. Every time they get up, they perform a f***ing low blow. And I'm swearing again, because it's so annoying. It's so frustrating. And you can't build up a rhythm. You know, yet again, it's a performance sport. Wrestling is beautiful when performed in a way that it makes... It, it, we've all been there. If you're a wrestling fan, you've been there where you see something in that ring that makes you go, Wow! There's none of that with WWF Attitude. It's clunky because of the moves being set to these fighter mechanics. It becomes clunky. And as I said, it's, it's like you can't build up a rhythm. And don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not turning around and saying that this game's awful. But as a wrestling nut, it, it doesn't have that same flow as other wrestling games. And it doesn't. You know, the SmackDown, no, here comes the pains of the world, and games that we will visit in our portfolio, they had that flow. They made you feel like this was a wrestling game. And it, it's almost like a claim took what makes wrestling great. They took the fun out of it. And it became ploddy and repetitive. And as I said, that career mode is long. But at the same time, when WrestleMania 2000 came out, it became a chore. 
So let's go on to WrestleMania 2000. So you, you've got very similar sort of match types. So the, the great thing with WrestleMania 2000 in the way of the match types is that you can choose a single player and then you can muck about with the settings. So you could actually create a TKO match. You could create a submission match by just selecting what you wanted the finish to be. You could set a time limit. You know, that's a big thing in Japanese wrestling and British wrestling. Um, with the old school British wrestling having rounds. You know, you obviously you can't set rounds, but you, you can set a time period. So you can make it so you can push yourself and create a quicker match, which means it's a lot more enjoyable. You can, you can have that sort of element of pushing yourself to get to that point you know you've got um interference as well in this game because wrestling is all about that drama and we all know that they love a good interference in wwe you know or wwf back then they that's what makes it it's high drama it's high drama and that creates it in this game because if you're winning and then somebody comes out to interfere you're like go away even though the ref does right we're, we're not gonna nitpick that much the ref does do what wwe does occasionally nowadays and forgets the rules like that's a dq finish but <laughs> it's still fun and also you can put you know you can change it that there's no rope breaks you know yeah again something the wwe forgets sometimes about nowadays um you can you can set all sorts of bits and pieces and one of the things that you can do is you can put belts onto the line so you can create a belt in this uh, with no mercy it definitely works slightly differently but with uh wrestlemania 2000 you could create a belt so you could create all of the big belts and they had images of them and they're pretty much 90% there of you know which belt is which but you can put them on the line so even an expert uh, playing off against your friends in a one-on-one -on -one, you could put these belts on the line and you can muck about and you you know I can imagine and I remember bloody just making up the stupidest names for these bloody belts I mean I, I would have made Dirty Dave Dennis proud because he's obviously dirty, uh, dirty twenty four seven champion, uh, or twenty time. Uh, anyway, this is very South wrestling specific. Um, <laughs> support indie wrestling, um, but no, um, I, I mean, I, I proper had fun with this. Like, I, I yeah, again, fun with this. Um, and you, you, you had those elements of um, raw. You, you could choose the arenas of raw heat. Um, King of the Rings, SummerSlam, um, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, um, uh, Royal Rumble. You know, you had those elements that you could create. You know, you, you it had really realistic rings. And we'll go into that more in the graphics and sounds. I keep saying that this time around. It's, it's all in graphics and sound today. Um, <laughs> as well as you could choose the t uh, tag team matches, freeway matches, cage matches, pay-per-view it's not as customizable but it felt for me being a smart mark as we're known in the industry at that time to be able to book my own pay-per-view like i right what's gonna be the beginning match what's gonna you know I, as a young booker 
Like, I, I always would consider myself a booker now, but as somebody who likes to create and try and think of, okay, when do you do this? When do you do that? You know, me and my friend Phil, who's a wrestler, we, we constantly have conversations, and I ask him questions, you know, about that you don't swear in those early ma ra matches. If you're going to swear, it's going to be in the main event because that S-bomb, it's going to hit hard. You know, and I love those conversations with Phil. In fact, I'm meant to be meeting up with Phil later. Just remembered. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's it, we have those conversations. And that's what, as a booker, makes it fun. Because you can create your own pay-per-view. You could you can put on what you think that the WWF should be booked as. Which is huge. Um, but it hasn't got the changing lights. It hasn't got it that you can change the ring aprons. Things like that. But I don't think that really matters. Um, it, it's still fun. And it's still fun. We used to spend afternoons booking whole wrestling matches um, and whole wrestling pay-per-view and not even playing the game, but doing commentary. And we used to do that all the time, I remember. And we used to be able to watch every single match uh, on that pay-per-view that you created. And we used to do commentary to it. And we used to almost bet on who was going to win. And, you know, it was, it was fun. You know, I, I think I... Definitely, you know, I, I started to learn how to do promos and be a commentator at that point because, it, it, you know, you're doing it off a computer game. That, that's that's awesome. Um, But, you know, you've got the King of the Ring in there. You've got the Royal Rumbles. We've already done a rumble on this uh, the successor to this game. And I imagine next week, if you come and join us on the Twitch channel, we'll do a Royal Rumble on this as well. But the the other thing is, is that wrestlers can chop and change. They can chop and change moves. They can chop and change appearance. And the great thing about this is, is that you can edit any of those wrestlers that you see. Um, you can absolutely edit anybody on there. Um, we, we had that problem on WCW slash uh, uh, NWO Revenge when we loaded it up. It wasn't my cart originally. And they changed the British Bulldog all to the Heart Foundation's clothing, um, which made us all laugh on the Twitch stream. But it shows you, you can customize anything. If you know anything about wrestling, that's a different thing. <laughs> Can't customize that. Um, but the career mode in this, the career mode is everything from that WWF attitude rolled up into the fun element of wrestling and you build yourself up from the bottom either you create a wrestler or any of the 50 wrestlers that you can fight as and you go through the road wrestlemania so you win titles you you pretty much do a whole year in the wwf um fighting off on raw um heat sunday night heat you know it, it means that you get to absolutely immerse yourself into that world of right what direction do i go you can choose tag team partner as well so you can go off for the tag team belts as well as those single belts but your mission is to get to wrestlemania main event wrestlemania and win the championship um and that's i i loved it amount of hours i sunk sunk into the road to wrestlemania was immense immense and in some ways i prefer it to the career modes that we get in no mercy um this is what i'm saying sometimes i do prefer this game over it and i would recommend anybody going out there to look for no mercy get wrestlemania 2000 as well and to be honest get the acclaimed games as well because then you'll be able to compare and contrast 
Now, how the gameplay works is different to um, uh, the, the the clunkiness of, let's say, the uh, the Acclaim games. Now, with this, what you're able to do is you're able to use the D-pad and that joystick is only there to taunt and activate when you get your attitude meter up because it's not you haven't got a health bar you've got an attitude meter now the attitude meter will fluctuate down up depending on how much momentum you have with your taunts with your wrestling with if you're just standing on the outside of the ring then it will go down you know i i think this looks to the basis of not treating you as an idiot as a wrestling fan but at the same time taking itself seriously and those taunts are brilliant i mean like that when the first time i did the people's elbow because that's that was one of the things you know the people people's elbow at this time was huge and in wwf attitude you couldn't do the people's elbow you didn't have that taunt that you could kick the shoulder whip out the arms go whip into the so irish rip into the corner and literally just lay your elbow down you had none of that but in this game they included it and all the taunts made you feel like a wwf show and it did and it immersed you in and every character felt like that character that you would watch week in and week out now it had entrances as well so all those iconic entrances i bring it back to gangrel because i bloody love the brood's entrance i i mean it i we're listening to the music again yes we i love the brood i love that whole little ring of fire i loved kane i loved all those dramatic entrances um chris jericho um this is his first inclusion into a wwf game um in fact was included in wcw slash nwo revenge but i don't believe he was actually in wcw at the time and i think if he was then he was only doing house shows we're not going to the whole history of chris jericho but to chris jericho in this definitely was my spirit animal uh but he was all the way through to be honest to the present day um he is very much you know uh, he 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 was the replacement to foley when foley left <laughs> and it was just his charisma and everything like that but in this game having those the entrances that made these wrestlers so enjoyable having that titantron it made it oh, it was beautiful so we come on to who wins the jinjo for gameplay and if you haven't guessed it already i i'm surprised but as i said I tried to do this unbiasedly. I, you know, I, I, I've said this when uh, things draw. I say, you know, I'm not planning this. This isn't to add suspense and things like that. And I do do it unbiasedly. I played these games extensively. I didn't just want to jump on the bandwagon of the THQ. But with all that said, the winner for gameplay is 100% without question WrestleMania 2000 i mean it i mean it it is the better game for gameplay but let's go into sound and graphics
So, sound and graphics. And I've been a bit down on attitude. I, I Look, I'm, I'm not doing it purposefully. I think it's a lot of, you know, almost 25 years of frustration boiling to the surface with this podcast. And it won't be the last time. We're going to come into the acclaimed games and do a mini history on it at some point. That will be fun. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that this is where I, hand on heart, as a growing N64 expert, give acclaim a round of applause. So, now, the reason why is sound. Now, we know that the cartridges, like we've spoken about it enough, the cartridge space. However... They stuck on there, in my opinion, MP3 quality sound for every single entrance music. We had even the beginning of raw entrance music, the that you hear at the beginning of the podcast. So when you're selecting the menu, you've got you've got every single wrestler has recorded their parts um, and that's grunts and their proper grunts and sound effects from those individual wrestlers you've got the crowd the crowds are chanting uh, for those individual wrestlers for sound wow well done acclaim i mean this out of all the cartridges we will visit for sound files this is immense i mean that it, this is like the, the quality of the music that they put into this and you can just sit there like i did for a bit and just sit there and listen to gangrel's music over and over again and it's his full music it's not just a section of his music it's his full music and obviously this game came out for other formats so you would expect that on a playstation on cd but not on that acclaim I'm going to big you up now. Attitude, well done on the sound. But let's go onto what things look like. Because I, you can't see me. It's a podcast. However, if I was to say, sit there, so, so stand up, depending on what you're doing. If you're on a bus, please don't do this because you're going to look like a numpty. But stretch out your arms in front of you and then wave them slightly up and down alternately in front of you you are doing now the wwf attitude wrestler stance (laughs) so stretch out your arms and try again stretch out your arms slightly bring in your hands uh, so they're pointing towards each other and then go up and down alternately with your hands almost in a circular nature there you go you are now doing the wwf attitude stance for their wrestlers. Um I <laughs> um I said it before with Kurgan. All the wrestlers are the same bloody height. So Kane just looks like some numpty in a red suit. <laughs> it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. Um as well as, you know, um <laughs> they they do look like the wrestlers that they're portraying. But it's the face mapping and the mapping itself is a bit weird. Like the the hair is just like colour put onto you know, it's not the hair, the um, masks, that it's not like it's an individual thing on top of the character model. It's almost like they've just got paint and just mapped it on. And in times they have. 
I mean that at times they have. So it almost creates this weird looking character model. And there's certain characters in there that it looks just a bit odd. Um, and it's almost there's there's certain other gropes I have with um, mankind, uh, with Mr. Socko. Mr. Socko, it's almost like somebody explained what Mr. Socko looked like, and they've never seen Mr. Socko because it's got eyes at the top. It's not like Foley's face on his palm. It's a bit weird. Um, it's not Mr. Socko, but then again, it doesn't look like a sock. It looks like they've just coloured his hand in white, stuck some black spots at the top. So that, that you know what, I'm I'm, I'm going to put start putting down again. Attitude. <laughs> um, also, what is awkward is the crowd. As I said, you've got those customizable chants in there, um, which is great. However, the crowd sound like. It, it sounds like the Oscars in between um, awards it, and quiet. It sounds like some of the uh, Rev Pro shows I've been into in Southampton. <laughs> Dig. Um, they never listen to it. But it generally does. Like, it's just bloody quiet. And it feels awkward. And it, even when you're going for the pin and the most one, two, three from the referee, it doesn't then make you excited for what you're doing. It doesn't. Like the crowd is just like a uh, 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 talking in the background. Rhubarb. Rhubarb. It's rhubarbing. It's literally just to create a sound in the background. If you don't know what rhubarbing is, uh, famously, if you, it is supposedly if they were trying to create background noise like of the House of Commons or something like that on radio, that people would just repeat the word rhubarb over and over again. If you listen to The Goon Show, they do it really like over the top. Rhubarb, rhubarb. Um, so, but it's it's called rhubarbing. Um, and and it's it's horrible and it's... It's almost cringy, and uh, it's even though you've got that impressive amount of sound, it, it is good for that. It is good. Those character models are terrible. So let's go on to WrestleMania 2000. Now they went a different approach. They kept to the approach that they have with um, uh, the WCW games, where it's polygon characters, but it, it remains arcadey. Now. I'm not, you know, it's, if you look at it, you go, well, oh, has it aged? Yes, but it's remained arcadey and enjoyable, colourful. Um, you've got, as I said, it brings the characters to life, I would say, in that way of wrestling. Uh, the music in the matches, you get all of the, uh, the entrance music, but it's a bit grainy. Some of the, you know, we're not talking about the quality that you're getting in Attitude. You know, Attitude beats that hand down with the entrance music. With WrestleMania 2000, it's very grainy. When I mean by that, it's very distorted. Um, but what makes it great in the way of music is having that arcade music behind you in those fights. It adds to the enjoyment. Um, and the, even the crowds, because as I said, you know, you've got the crowd that are really flat um actually if you look into the crowd there's only about 50 of them there with the crowd in wrestlemania 2000 it looks like a crowd from the attitude era like i mean it's absolutely stats there's loads of people with signs there's a slight up and down movement to them you know but it looks like a crowd it makes you feel like you're at a WWF event. And one of the iconic things in this, and I will try and get the sound clip, apologies if I haven't, 
is the referee when he counts one two three and i mean like i still shout it to this day i still shout it to this day where he adds the one ah two <laughs> as well as the little sprite that does appear on your screen to count the pin now this is another thing that i love it's like the little character that appears to count the pin it makes it feel arcadey it makes you remember those you know those games from the arcade it, it's enjoyable it's just enjoyable um another thing is that you know with attitude and wrestlemania they're definitely by far not the worst for characters or wrestlers looking like their real life personalities that goes to no mercy by far the character of face mapping on that it's almost like they didn't get the full rights to the face mapping this however you have that full face mapping it makes each wrestler look like their wrestler that they're trying to portray i mean it's spot on the rock is spot on i mean name me a wrestler that does not look spot on in that game i mean even the blue meanie looks great in it um yeah i mean it's enjoyable and it kept all the faces from the wcw again and yet again we come back when we're explaining about that it's for graphics you know obviously the graphics in it is very polygonic but the face map in itself is great um now I said about the Titantron earlier, um, it is grainy, um, it is stop-starty, but it was definitely the first on the N64 to try it. Uh, Smackdown would do it a lot better because of the CDs later on, but it still tried to give you that feel of a wrestling show. So, even though you had the better sounding music and attitude... I can't go away from the graphics doing that stance. Do it again. Come and remember, put your hands out in front of you. Just go up and down. You know, their stances um, to the 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 mapping on their characters to not even changing their bloody heights to there's so much in there with graphics and how the moves looked. Um, it didn't feel it didn't feel real. It didn't feel real. You know, there wasn't even struggling with mandible claws and things like that. There were so many little elements of, you know, that you could look into what they could have done with these sprites and go, you could have done so much more, so much more acclaim. So we possibly on to our first ever clean sweep because the winner for graphics and sound is WrestleMania 2000. I told you... I did do, you know, as I said, I can't take away from attitude. Sound quality, bravo, bravo, bravo. But WrestleMania 2000 wins it. So we now go on to the most important two. And that's what the paid writers think and what you lot thought. Let's do this. Now, I'm going to let you, we're going to, Break fake kayfabe. We're keeping this wrestling terms. Um, I'm gonna yeah go behind the curtain with this. Uh, I really thought this this podcast was gonna be a oh struggle to get to an hour. 
<laughs> oh my god, I've ranted during this, haven't I? You can tell my two loves have joined together. Wrestling and the N64 have joined together and it's created Cliff waffling on. <laughs> <laughs> I do apologise if you made it this far. Well done, because now we come on to not a cliff things, but what those critics thought. So let's go on to first of all what IGN thought of WWF Attitude. Gripes aside, if you have rented this from for another system and liked it, or have been patiently waiting for the Dreamcast edition before buying, this is still the definitive version of wwf attitude the improved look the fun the pounding on a buddy uh, okay um two player mode is where the game really shines and the endless amount of time you can spend creating your own oversized drop kicking which makes the claims last efforts in the world of finny mac a good one because they already knew that thq were coming you know, it wasn't a secret. This, They knew that they were coming. So we look at Attitude and we say, how many units sold? And as I've said before, and I think I've already said on this podcast because I've been waffling on for a fair while, that all-important Japanese market. Now, how it works is if you look at, you know, I've said about the end, uh, the nintendo 64 anthology which if you are an n60 fan go and buy it. it's about 30 quid or 40 quid uh, out there but it is worth every penny now you have a look and breakdown of how many units sold in that as soon as you take away that japanese market you've halved it as soon as as soon as that japanese market is vital to this console and it's evident here because wwf attitude sold only 710,000 copies compared to WrestleMania's, so WrestleMania 2000's, apologies, 1.48 million. Yeah, again, as soon as you add that Japanese market, you're doubling yourselves, doubling yourselves. So what did the IGN think of WrestleMania 2000? This game has finally brought the WWF experience home the way I've always wanted. Since there's no game yet that can offer all the drama of sports entertainment, we might as well get one that gives us all the fighting and violence that we love about WWF. That is, that's what we have here. And there's more WWF attitude in this game than in a claims game of the same name. One thing that AKI has kept in mind is that sooner or later, the intros and other WWF uh, intricacies become obstacles to the game and that gamers will skip through so they can get to the gameplay. It is then that the game has to sink or swim according to the strength of the gameplay. The people's elbow alone carries a lot of burden of superior gameplay. Overall, WrestleMania 2000 is deep enough and entertaining enough to head the top to head to the top of the class of this year's pro- crop wrestling titles. Yeah, and it's evident in the score because. As I said before, I'm not deliberately slating Attitude. Attitude is still a game you should own, but it's evident here. Now, WWF Attitude scored a high, and I would say this is a high, 
and I would say it's still fair, 8 out of 10. But, WrestleMania 2000 scored an 8.9 out of 10, which means it's now 4-0. WWF WrestleMania wins the Jinjo for the critics' reviews. So let's go to what you guys thought. And thank you so much. So, so much for voting. We did, Do you know what? We had a lovely average, which was nice. However, I thought this one was going to bring out people in their f- hundreds. I d- really did. I thought this is going to be one of those ones where I just keep checking my phone and it's gone a bit mental. But it was quite conservative. The last one we had more votes for. So we had more votes for Blast Corpse versus Vigilante 8, believe it or not. Um, But at the same time, let's go through some of your comments. And we have had some really nice comments through. We're going to start off with the king of ECW. No, I'm not playing it anymore. Nurse kicked my ass. Not going back to it. Stop it. And that is our good friend across the pond in Morpha. Um, And he says, with Attitude, I was able to create a character with my likeness. That's interesting. Um, Although I wasn't able to do quite the same accuracy with WrestleMania 2000. Now, that is interesting. Maybe it's because you've got the long, long, flowy hair. I just always imagined you had long, flowy hair. Its gameplay and options were much more fun than Attitude. So... I think that's where it's going to come down to. WrestleMania 2000 is a part of AKI lineage of the best wrestling games of all time. Like that little catchphrase at the bottom as well. You're going to put me catchphrases in there as well. Love it. Love it. Thank you so much, Morphia. And we have friend of the podcast, G-Don247. 24-7. Let's say 24-7. I always say that differently every time I do the podcast. 101% WrestleMania 2000. As rage-inducing a game as it is. Uh, When I was much younger, I had to... uh, had it confiscated as a game and i had many many disagreements oh no it's it's a it's infinitely uh better than attitude both don't come near no mercy though oh that's controversial um but no um no well it's not actually controversial i'm the controversial one by saying that wrestlemania 2000 is actually better at times aren't I? Because it's very well known that many people prefer No Mercy. Um, And then we go on to a man that I've given plenty of shout-outs to. Go and follow JStation64. Go and check out his videos on YouTube. Go and give them a like. Go and give them a subscribe as well. Make sure you go and support another small creator. Because do you know what? The N64 is the best. And there should be more creators on it. And I'm so fa- so happy JayStation's joined the party. He says, I'm going with attitude here. Somebody going against the grain. Ma- mainly because I feel like I'd rather be playing No Mercy when playing uh, WrestleMania 2000. Told you, I'm the controversial one. Attitude is very, uh, attitude is very flawed, but a total, totally different experience and a lot of fun. You are entitled to your no joking. 
<laughs> I get you. And as I said, I'm not saying it's a god-awful game. I'm comparing them together. And, you know, I do have, as a wrestling fan, a lot of frustration uh, behind that it does not feel like a wrestling game to me. Um, and we come down to your scores. Now, I'll be really honest. In the first couple of days we got to 10 votes and in those 10 votes we had attitude and wrestlemania drawing and i was like are we gonna see our first ever draw and then at the end we had a little flurry of votes we had five more votes come in and all of those votes went to one game and i promise you i do not vote on these uh, actually, I did vote on this one, but that was because friend of the podcast, uh, Bad Wolf, Neil, couldn't. So I said, okay, I'll quickly vote for you. Um, and he gave me his uh, he gave me his choice on a stream. It's up there. It's on a stream. You can see it live. Um, but the winner for The Last Jinjo and our first clean sweep of Jinjos, WrestleMania 2000. History making has all the gingos. Da, da. I really enjoyed that. And don't get me wrong, playing on attitude, I put about three hours into both games. So I, I was, I gave them honestly great goes and. I gave that whole Owen Hart speech at the beginning because I literally sat there playing as Owen Hart. And yeah, it, I had to remember that I was critiquing the game. Uh, same with both games, to be honest. I had to remember to critique them. And uh, yeah, and uh, I, I had a lovely week. Don't get me wrong. If you are an N64 owner, go and buy every wrestling game out there i mean that you you need all of them you need all of them because each of them have their own little i don't know they just all got their own little characters we're comparing like them as individual wrestlers each of these games are worth it i mean i i love wcw slash uh wcw backstage now sorry backstage not backstage uh, <laughs> don't buy any of the latter wcw games don't do it um yeah take that back i take that back but no revenge uh i love that game now you know i was very i was very tribal back then i was very much like no wwf or nothing but, you know, going back and playing those games as a wrestling fan and World Tour, beautiful. Just don't buy Thunder. Don't buy Backstage. For the love of almighty, don't put your self through it. Um, That's it. Another battle for Jinjos. Wait, I, it only goes to say what games are going to be next because we're going to do another battle for Jinjos. I have, I've got so many uh, player two enters the pods in the bank. At this present moment in time, I'm still getting used to being back at work. And it will be coming. It will be coming. And No Mercy is one of those games. Oh, that's going to be fun. Who's it going to be with? Wonder who that's going to be with. Ah, that's going to be fun. Um, but no. So please, 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 if you want to get involved with the Player 2 Enters the Pod, just send me an email. Send me an email. But I have got people... I've got them lined up, ready to go. Some faces coming back. 
Uh, they'll definitely be returning faces to the podcast, but some big names. That's all I'm going to say. It's friends of the podcast, but there's definitely one that I can't wait to interview. And he's not going to be until next year, which is a shame, but... I made the educated thing of, right, we don't want to visit this now because we've got the mini history of this game coming up next year, so we're going to save it. But the Wed 64 Life may well be coming to a podcast. That's all I'm going to say. But that one I can't wait for because this is a man, as a podcaster, I look up to and I respect immensely. Um, But we have history. Me and this man definitely have history and 64 life. Um, so what is going to be the next battle for Jinjos is going to see this game. I can hear Amorpha shouting, yes, yes. It's gonna be Doom 64. Doom 64. And it's facing off against this game. Duke Nukem 64. Oh! Yes! This is gonna be so much fun! Oh, my weeks are gonna be awesome! And I can't wait to get this up. I really can't. I, I literally, when I decided, I sat down and I had all my collection in front of me. And I looked at I looked at Doom 64. And I was originally gonna do Quake. And then I went, nah. Nah, I need to talk about Duke Nukem. This needs to be spoken about on a podcast. And now is the time. So, Doom 64 versus Duke Nukem 64. Do you know what? It's going to be a good one. No matter who wins this, this is going to be another one that I'm going to have so much fun over the next couple of weeks. But remember, if you're not following uh, N64 Life on Twitch, um, then go and search N64 Life Podcast. All one word together. If you're not following us on Twitter, all one word together as N64 Life Podcast. If you're not watching and following us on the old Instagram, all together, I keep my branding, I keep my branding bloody consistent. N64 Life Podcast. Search it into Instagram as well, Um, as well as our Discord channel. Um, Come and join us over there. If you are on the Twitter, click on that lovely... tree go and click click on the linky tree and come and follow us join in the fun on the old discord where we just talk about random stuff but we've had some really serious conversations recently about mental health and do you know what if our my little community can grow and be as lovely as let's say ucp a now and then 64's community brilliant because it would be lovely to see the growth of uh you know a community and see people supporting one another um as well as that with twitch you can claim for shout outs so christian christian thank you so much for all your support mate uh you know it's great to see young people as i said that really patronizing sorry mate (laughs) 
<laughs> but it's great to see younger people getting into retro gaming and yeah it, it's great because it's part of my generation to see somebody that wasn't part of that generation getting into it fills me with so much bloody joy but i will be back on the twitch come and follow me on a friday or a sunday 8 30 till 11 and we are starting a new sunday challenge on rogue squadron where we'll be completing its entirety obviously uh if we get another 75 followers uh i will have to start doing the friday streams as project reality check and playing superman 64 in its entirety as well but until then the friday nights are very much an open night come and follow me it's come and watch me next friday where i'll be playing both wrestlemania 2000 and wwf attitudes on the stream come and give us a follow it's it's seconds out let's let's do the free count one two three uh... I can't believe this little Rudy Puchabroni has stolen all the Rock's signature moves. He walks like the Rock. He talks like the Rock. He's got the Rock bottom, the people's elbow, the people's eyebrow. That's gimmick infringement. That ain't right. He's even got the millions and the millions of the Rock's fans playing this video game. The Rock, know your role and shut your mouth. Over 50 WWF superstars, all their signature moves and talks, plus entrances, cage matches, and create a wrestler. WrestleMania 2000. You like pancakes?